0: This is Sarah Lemon, author of The Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and on my blog, The Whole Dish, which is at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. I've confessed to being a carbaholic. (laughs) many, many, many posts to my blog over the years. probably should just stop admitting it, particularly because carbs have been so demonized over the past decade, as I'm well aware, both in writing health and nutrition stories for Oregon Healthy Living magazine for going on a decade, as well as, of course, just being tuned into the types of dietary habits a lot of people have, whether it's strictly for medical reasons, maybe they have celiac disease, or it's, it's more just for the overall sense that eating fewer carbs is somehow more wholesome leads to just a better overall feeling of wellness, which I certainly can't argue with. I definitely think that it's a balance, and uh, some people do a lot better with a little bit more carb heavy diet than others, just as some people do better with more protein than others. And I'm certainly not judging anyone's particular approach. I know that I would be hard pressed to <laughs> get through my day without carbohydrates, and I do favor whole grains, certainly, but a lot of the time, I just want pasta specifically. It's so fast. It's so easy. And I often make it for myself, even when my kids have been fed and they're in bed. And I made something that I consider more wholesome for them, perhaps. And then, you know, I'll kind of curl up with a plate of pasta and a glass of red wine. And that's my comfort food. But I also love noodles of any type, not just the standard wheat noodle. I love rice noodles and pad thai. I love mung bean threads. I love soba noodles, whether hot or chilled. And those, of course, are the Japanese buckwheat noodles that are really chewy and kind of nutty and earthy tasting. And in fact, it was while trying to purchase some soba noodles at a grocery store, I I don't usually shop at, I haven't shopped at for years at least, was unable to locate them that I ran across my new favorite noodle, at least in sort of Asian dishes. I had never really seen it before, maybe heard of it somewhere in the back of my mind, certainly never cooked with it before. And it is a Korean noodle from sweet potato starch called dangmyeon. And I might not be pronouncing that absolutely correctly. But when I took them home, and I made them as I had sort of intended to make my soba noodles with this scallion sauce, this gingery, very, very simple sauce of fresh scallions. And it also has some soy sauce supposed to have sherry vinegar but I don't usually keep sherry vinegar on hand so I actually use a splash of sherry and a splash of vinegar in it as well as just a neutral flavored oil and that recipe is just my go-to for again comfort food noodles Asian style and I will make this season in and season out. I'll make it with sautéed mushrooms and some blanched asparagus this time of year. I make it with snow peas here in another couple of months. In high summer, when I have lots of cucumber and fresh chilies in my garden, I'll basically compose it of cucumber and fresh chilies and make it a vegetarian dish with some toasted cashews, and um, ribbons of egg crepe that I really, really love. It's basically just like a super, super thin omelet. And it's it's just absolutely magic on my palate. And it was no different with these sweet potato noodles. You can find that recipe for ginger scallion sauce on my blog from February 10th, 2016 under the headline, This Gingery Sauce Softened Stance on Scallions. And the easiest way to find that is by selecting from the drop down menu under archives on the right hand side of the page and selecting February 2016 and paging down, it will be near the bottom of the page again, under the headline, this gingery sauce softens stance on scallions because formerly I was not such a fan of scallions until I discovered this recipe. But it worked beautifully with these Korean sweet potato starch, dangmyeon, noodles. And then after I prepared those, I saw a recipe from the Chicago Tribune that moved on its food wire a few weeks ago for jap or chap which is a very, very classic Korean dish. And I immediately was taken back to the first time I ever encountered this dish as a child at a very popular Asian restaurant in Coos Bay called Kamyon's. And my grandma loved to eat there. And she loved this dish in particular. She also loved come kum- pow chicken with its chilies and peanuts. But she was a particular fan of this one, probably because it has a lot of bell pepper in it, and some onions, two ingredients that I tend to steer clear of and stir fries are not my favorites. And I do remember as a kid, sort of picking around those things to get at these translucent, kind of slippery. Um, almost like gelatinous noodles for anyone who loves kind of jelly-like textures, and of course that's is a very popular texture in Asian food. These sweet potato starch noodles deliver those. They're they're really really unlike any other noodle probably that you've ever tried, and of course this classic dish japchae is a great way to introduce them to your repertoire, and then you know, perhaps branch out into other ways that you would use them. Again, they're naturally gluten-free. So for people who need an alternative noodle for health reasons, or just looking for an alternative to standard wheat noodle, I know I do. (laughs) Certainly from time to time, these are great. And I'm going to get into the recipe for Jap Che. Right now, of course, with the reassurance that this can really be adapted to anything you like. Just like I'm not such a huge fan of bell peppers and onions, you can leave those out and you can add other vegetables. Again, snow peas would be lovely in, in this, and they're coming into stores here soon. You can make it vegetarian, it's great with tofu. And really, that egg crepe is just kind of magic, I think. It really, really makes the dish. But this recipe starts with a marinade for some thinly sliced beef cut into two inch strips, preferably from the ribeye, flank, or tenderloin if you're going to use beef. Again, make this vegetarian or make it with pork loin or make it with chicken. It's really up to you. If you do want to use meat, it calls for about five ounces and that is marinated in a mixture of three peeled and minced garlic cloves, a tablespoon of green-laded sugar, white sugar, two tablespoons low-sodium soy sauce, a teaspoon of sesame oil, and a quarter teaspoon or so to taste of ground black pepper. And the five ounces of meat cut into thin strips if possible. It might not be so easy to do that with chicken as it is with beef or pork. Um, Marinated in that mixture and refrigerated for about 15 minutes is what it's going to take while you are preparing the rest of this recipe. So you need to get your hands on some dangmyeon Korean sweet potato starch noodles. I found these at Fred Meyer in Medford, the South Medford Fred Meyer. I have not seen them so far at Food for Less in Medford, which is my usual grocery store, although I mentioned them to one of the store's managers and and asked for them just pointing out that so many people are looking for gluten-free alternatives. But they should be fairly easy to track down if they can be purchased at Fred Meyer. Certainly there's other grocery stores are going to be carrying them. And of course, Medford's Asia Grocery Market near Winco would be another great place to look if not Winco itself. So this recipe calls for five ounces of these noodles. If you're a huge fan of noodles, you can even double that according to the Chicago Tribune's recipe. It also calls for some sesame seeds, more sugar, more low-sodium soy sauce, more sesame oil, four ounces of spinach three tablespoons of vegetable oil two eggs those are going to be beaten a small yellow onion that's been peeled and thinly sliced a medium carrot that's been peeled and sliced into thin strips a red bell pepper that's cored and sliced into thin strips this is all what is referred to as julienne in classical cooking parlance julienne all your ingredients so they stir fry really quickly and evenly also kosher sea salt to taste ground black pepper to taste it's also calling for fresh shiitake mushrooms about five the stems removed because they're a little too tough really to be pleasing on most people's palates the caps cut into a quarter inch strips those stems most people discard if they're really really small stems i don't necessarily always remove them but as i mentioned oyster mushrooms earlier I happen to love and stir fries those are becoming much more widely available at food for less in medford which is where i purchase them i would suggest those as another substitution if you don't like mushrooms leave them out two scallions also trimmed and cut on the bias are included in this recipe so started with marinating that meat for about 15 minutes and also the noodles need to be softened in a large bowl of warm water for 15 to 20 minutes. Again, that's about five ounces of noodles, but you can use more. After about 15 to 20 minutes, strain the noodles and rinse with cold water and drain well. Toss them with a tablespoon of toasted sesame seeds, a half a tablespoon sugar, two tablespoons low sodium soy sauce, and two tablespoons sesame oil. You should have a large pot of salted boiling water on the stove. When the water comes up to to a boil, blanch the four ounces of spinach for just about 45 seconds. It should just kind of wilt and remove the spinach and shock it in an ice water bath. When it's cool, squeeze the water from the spinach and set aside. This is the technique for the egg crepe which I just love. I do this all the time actually in a crepe pan and it just just comes together like instantaneously like 30 seconds. So start with the two beaten eggs. Place a large nonstick pan over high heat again a crepe pan works great. If you don't have it though any lightweight pan. It's not really the appropriate time to use heavy cast iron pan. You want a, a pan you can sort of manipulate. You're going to be swirling these eggs around to cover the bottom. So when that pan is hot, add a tablespoon vegetable oil. And I like to just sort of wipe that real quickly with a paper towel to evenly distribute it across the surface. Add the beaten egg. And again, the pan is hot, so they're going to set almost immediately. Pick the pan up and swirl it till all the egg covers the bottom of the pan. Cook it. Turn turn down the heat at this point to about medium. You don't want that egg to just totally crisp. And cook it until the underside is set. This says for about a minute Again, I find it takes more like 30 seconds. You can flip it over and cook until it's set through. What I actually prefer to do is remove it from the heat and just let it set on on the burner, heat turned off, and after about another 30 seconds to a minute, I start peeling that crepe around the edge of the pan, making sure it's all loosened. Then I start rolling it up onto itself. So the inside is still just a tiny bit loose, just the tiniest bit loose and roll it, finish rolling it up and sort of f- let it fall out of the pan onto your cutting board and just rest there in a cigar shape. And it will continue to set until you're ready to slice it up, and it'll be like a spiral shape and incorporate it into the rest of your dish. That's at least the technique that I think I have perfected, and I really, really love. Just that tiny, tiny bit of soft egg in the center is really, really lovely. So now's the time to start stir frying the vegetables, a wok can be very helpful, but also a large saute pan works just fine as well. Add to the saute pan or wok the remaining two tablespoons vegetable oil and bring that up to about medium high heat. Stir fry the onions. Again, that's one medium onion that's been peeled and thinly sliced, small to medium onion, it actually called for small, but depends on, again, your like for onions. Stir fry the carrot that was one medium carrot peeled and thinly sliced with the onion and again, the red bell pepper that was cored and thinly sliced. Stir fry that all together until it's about tender crisp for two minutes and season with the salt and the pepper. Remove from the heat and set aside. To the pan, add the marinated beef strained from the marinade, setting aside the marinade and those sliced shiitake mushroom caps. Stir fry those until they're cooked through for one to two minutes. Remove those from the pan and set aside. Add additional oil to the pan if needed, then add those seasoned noodles. Remember, after the noodles were drained, they were dressed with the mixture of sesame seeds, sugar, soy sauce, and sesame oil add those to the pan and if you need more moisture at this point you can add a little bit of that reserved marinade from the meat stir fry the noodles until they're hot just for one to two minutes everything's pretty much cooked at this point so you're just trying to bring everything up to the right temperature add all the other reserved ingredients stir fry those until they're hot throughout for one to two minutes including the pieces of egg that you can thinly slice and add. However, I also love to add those as a garnish on top. So it's really up to you. And they'll kind of maintain their tender texture that way if they're added to the the top of the noodle dish. Taste for salt and pepper and adjust those seasonings as needed. And that's jap che. Garnish with the scallions. This makes four servings serve that immediately hot out of the pan. It's really really lovely noodle dish and again one that is pretty infinitely adaptable from that classic version to your family's tastes whether you f- prefer more protein, less protein, more vegetables, you're a fan of of noodles or gluten-free alternatives. Give this one a try. It's on the current post to my blog the whole dish at blogs.yesouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food that was posted on april 16th under the headline sweet potato noodles a boon beyond gluten-free thank you for listening to the whole dish